Hi, welcome to Deliberate Directions Podcast. I am Allison Dunn, your business and executive coach, and I am super excited to bring our guest today who is not only a special friend, but she's a fellow expert of mine. And so today we're gonna switch it up a bit. We're talking about a topic we're both very passionate about. So let me quickly introduce, I have Alicia Stevens. She is the owner of InspireWorks, and she is an engagement specialist um, just like me with Engage and Grow. So. Alicia, welcome. It's so great to have you here. Thank you, Allison. It's always great to see you and and I'm excited just to collaborate with you today. I'm happy to have you here. So I want to make sure because I just teed us up as both experts and I just want to give you a chance. Like you have an impressive resume in big business and so please take just a moment to share like what your background is for our listeners. Absolutely. So I spent probably uh, roughly 14 years in the corporate world working with some pretty large progressive organizations around this topic of employee engagement. I've worked with leadership teams and employees literally on the front lines. And it, it's really quite incredible to watch organizations grow. And I think it's the, the CEOs of the organizations that really understand the value of engagement and their people first are the ones that are really, really growing their business today. So that's that's my background and now I'm, I'm working with my own organization and engage and grow and uh, I'm just having so much fun. That's fantastic. So um, for, for our, our listeners, Alicia and I um, are both part of an organization that I consider to be like innovative, cutting edge on how to transform organizations that have disengagement, which is such a huge issue globally, worldwide, which we're going to um, touch on that in a bit. But my passion for an employee engagement came from um, working in a number of different industries and understanding that at every point in time, an employee does eventually get disengaged. And I think, I mean, hands down, I could raise my hand and say, I've been there and I understand what happens to make that happen. Mm -hmm. So um, the founder of Engage and Grow created an amazing program, which both Alicia and I are comrades in in this area together. So we met at training and we're both doing amazing things across the world, in my opinion. So Alicia's based out of Canada and I'm here in the United States. So we um, connected and we agreed that our topic would be innovation shifting industries through engagement. And so I think that that's the topic we'd like to dive into today. So um, when when we talk about um, engagement as an issue, like let's dive into some of the statistics, which are not very pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Worldwide, Alicia, what's the level of disengagement? Um, it's pretty high. It's 87% globally. Okay. And um, I know that um, when you break down to the US and other continents, like, you know what I mean, that mm-hmm. it is varying. But from a engagement standpoint, the reverse of that means that 13% of employees are engaged. And that's a crazy number to me that when you think about highly engagement and it's only 13%. Exactly. And Allison, too, what is also really, really important to consider, especially as a business owner, is the cost of that disengagement. 34% of an annual person's salary for, for a person who's slightly disengaged or highly engaged, disengaged. And taking, um, taking clients through that process, that, like, um, that the challenge of coming up with that calculation, it blows mm-hmm. their mind every single time. 
I would agree. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that I want to make sure that I offer in this podcast is we have a workbook for um, employers to try to figure out what that calculation might be for themselves. So there will be a link um, with an area where you can request that at the end of this podcast. So from, um, from a leadership and engagement standpoint, I think it would be super helpful just on a super high level to talk about um, what it is that we're doing when we talk about employee engagement. Yeah, absolutely. So from a high level, I think we really start with working with organizations to find out what do you need to do to be number one mm-hmm. in the industry, right? Or to have that competitive advantage. So we really take a look at the heart and the brain side of the business and we, you know, when, when we really take a look at what's most important to your people, your customers, um, it, it's really about getting into the heart of the business again. So um, that I, I believe is what an organization should first look at. Mm-hmm. And then once the organization is well oiled in terms of high levels of engagement and trust and communication and great customer service, the process side of the business really takes care of itself, right? The processes, the services, the governance, and the compliance of the business um, really, really takes after itself. So I think with Engage and Grow and the work that we do, it really is just focusing on people first. Because if you don't have an engaged workforce, you really don't have a business. Mm -hmm. And so it really is an opportunity to have everyone in the organization become aspiring leaders. And the way to do that is through connection. And it's really having that voice of the employee, um, working together collaboratively, getting to know each other on a personal level. It's not always about what you do, but it's who you are. Mm -hmm. Once we have that type of relationship dynamics growing and people understand their seat at the table uh, with an opportunity for feedback, um, you know, from a leadership standpoint and and vice versa, You've got a great connection there. One of of the things that I really love about um, this particular program is you can accomplish that type of connection in the short program, which is only 12 weeks, right? Um, And the cohort that um, gets connected in that way, like some of the feedback that I've gotten when working with a leadership team is I learned more about the other participants that I've worked with for the last 24 years in the last 12 weeks than you know, in all the years that we've worked together. So there is um, tremendous power in um, working together as a team to identify what that one thing is. When you talk about mm-hmm. like, what's the one thing that will make us the best. And it's funny, I also find that organizations don't, when you bring everyone together, like they're not even sure what mm-hmm. their one thing is. So to even cohesively get on the same page on that alone. A hundred percent. There are so many organizations that have these beautiful values on the wall. Yeah. If you ask, ask the executive team, what does that value mean to you? What are the behaviors that you would like to see from your employees mm-hmm. based on these values? Every single one of the leaders in the room generally have a different answer. Very so unless much so. they really understand what they would like to see in the organization, how do we effectively communicate that down to our people? For right? sure. So it really starts there, doesn't it? Um, So one of the um, questions I often get um, to know, like, how do you know if your team is engaged or or not? And so I love the tool that we use for that. And I just want, you know, do you want to talk about the survey tool? Absolutely. So I think with every organization, you need to survey and and sort of gauge where your people are today, because it really creates that baseline. Mm -hmm. A lot of organizations are fearful of surveying. 
They don't want to know where they're at. Or they're fearful that once we do the survey, that means we have to do something after, right? And it really is about how that's communicated to the, to the employees. You know, you're a valued employee to our organization. It's important that we hear back from you so that we can do the things that we're doing well, continue to do that, and improve the things that we need to. But I think organizations today don't realize that it could just be one small step and another small step the following month. Um, and it's just how it's communicated. So this is a fantastic tool that we're using with Engage and Grow, and it is based on the Gallup model, um, which is you know translated all across the world. And uh, it's very effective. I particularly like um, the survey as like a first step to understand like what is your baseline, right? Where are you starting? Yeah. And interestingly enough, in the programs and organizations that I've worked with, it's not that they had a really terrible score on their engagement mm -hmm. factor, but mm -hmm. they knew that there was an opportunity to be better. And they knew the cost of just, a you know, even if it wasn't bad, when you multiply out the um, salary wage equation of through the workbook right. process, you realize you can't afford not to do something, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so there's a ton of different engagement factors that we use inside of our 12-week program. I think it would be really helpful for our listeners to understand um, kind of the like high level, what the structure of this program is and what makes up the 12 engagement keys. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'm just going to, I'm going to suggest if you could just tee up the first four engagement keys and then I'll share a few, so kind of a little back and forth. So what is the first yes. engagement key? Absolutely. So the first engagement key is collective buy-in and accountability. And I think that is really probably the most fundamental uh, beginning points that an organization needs to do. And it really goes back to what I mentioned before is having a leadership team or everyone in the organization sitting down and looking at what do we represent? Um, how do we want to be number one in the industry and have that competitive advantage? And we really take a look at the heart side of the business, but we also have individuals taking a look at both sides. So, you know, literally sitting down and discussing what are the top five things that we need to focus on as an organization from the heart side of the business, top five on the, on the, uh, the brain side of the business. And it's really just ensuring that everybody is on the same page and we are all creating levels of accountability that each of us can take to help start chipping away at some of those important things that the organization needs to work on. Um, so the next engagement key is behavioral benchmarking. And uh, this goes back to the values um, and the mission of the organization. When we talk about values, Values are great. However, we really need to understand what do we, what kind of behaviors do we want to see that stem out of those values? Um, so for instance, accountability. Accountability seems to be a behavior that comes up quite often. Mm -hmm. So what do we need to do as an organization um, and recognize other people for that specific behavior? Um, so John Smith, uh, you know, uh, has been demonstrating high levels of accountability within his team. So I think we should recognize Tom Smith for that. So that's really important. Um, the next uh, engagement key is peer reward and recognition. This is really passionate for me. I was actually in the recognition industry. I worked for one of the top three recognition firms for several years. And 
An organization that does not recognize people for doing great work is really missing the boat. And um, so this is an engagement key that is used within the group that's meeting uh, on a weekly basis, but it's also really important that we're recognizing great work and just even innovation or uh, initiative of creating, the, creating a, an impact. Perhaps it's a project that someone's working on and you know, let's, let's reward and recognize even just steps that they're making in terms of getting that done. That's a, that's a big one. Uh, every organization needs to be doing that well. Um, the fourth engagement key is um, in presenting best practices. Once the organization is, is, is really established, or I'm sorry, the team is really established in the work that we're doing together on a weekly basis, we generally like to have them speak about or present something that is really important to them. Perhaps it's, uh, you know, um, uh, some kind of a, a podcast that they listen to that they think is very relevant for the team. Uh, maybe it's um, sharing a little bit about what they actually do for the organization, giving a presentation, um, a, a fantastic book that might be very relative to what the organization is going through today. Um, and it gives them the opportunity to really showcase themselves and to get outside of their comfort zone um, to, to, again, kind of contribute to the group. So that is my top four uh, of the engagement keys. So Alison, I'll pass it back to you if you'd Thanks. like to cover the rest. Thank you. So um, the fifth engagement key in the program is shared stories. And as we both know, um, storytelling is the universal language, right? So mm -hmm. in this segment, um, we have each uh, participant come in, share a story about a very impactful time in their life um, and what they learned from it. And the heartwarming um, uh, ability of the group to just listen to someone's story that part of it is an incredibly pow powerful part of um, the program so one listening to someone's story and two what you get to learn about what um, what types of things have happened in someone's life and mm -hmm. openly sharing it um, I've those that's kind of the one segment where sometimes it's super emotional right and other times it's just hilarious and fun and the group gets to laugh so shared stories i think is um a very powerful engagement key to the program and i think it's it's a pivot point for a lot of the connections that you have at the table also um, the sixth um, engagement key is um, the opportunity um, to give feedback to each other so um, again often in organizations we don't get enough feedback about what we're doing well and maybe um, areas that are holding us back. And when we position this up, it's really, um, we treat it as giving gifts to the other person. So um, everyone um, in a program will get in a chance to get the feedback from all the other participants in addition to themselves. And with that, um, often comes an opportunity for each individual to do the seventh engagement key, which is a coaching session. So based on the feedback that one is given, what is the roadmap, how, what improvements do I choose to own to make and move forward? And so that's done in a one-to-one -one coaching session. Um, the eighth key is the Emerging Leaders Pipeline. And um, what that is, is there's a fixed cohort that's working um, together in the group, but, um, not but, and 
at a point in, in the agenda, we open the opportunity to invite other emerging leaders from the organization to come and have a seat at the table. And they participate in all of the activities of the program for um, that session. And the emerging leaders get an opportunity to experience um, and see other leaders in action. So, and also contribute to the ideas that are being generated. Um, so that's engagement key number eight. And I'm gonna ask you to share uh, engagement key number nine. Alicia? Oh, absolutely. So that would be creative thinking and innovation, which really goes back to, I think, our big idea that we had today, um, how organizations um, really need to innovate in order to survive and thrive. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we talk about uh, some best practices. It really gives everyone in the, in the team, on the team, the ability to start sharing ideas around products and services Maybe the innovation is with their within their customers. Some things that they can do differently to improve traffic into their to their units, depending on their business. So that that's a, that's a big one. And you know, everyone in the organization wants to be heard. We all want a voice. It really comes down to that. So uh, I think this is such a great one to to close with. Absolutely. So I'm going to wrap up the last three. So engagement key 10 is um, when, um, when all of the participants in a program um, really evaluate their personal relationship with others inside of the organization. And it could be department-wide or it can be organization-wide. Um, but you know, I'm going to go back to the example I use for my clients. Um, they've been working to, in some cases, uh, folks have been working together for decades, but when you do the staff and client engagement strategy um, session and they realize that of the folks that they know that they'd worked with people forever and still didn't know them very well. So we ask them to rank their relationship and then, then we send them out to go focus on how to improve that. Um, that happens on an internal level, and then there's a certain point in the program where we actually then turn it to an external level where we really look at um, our clients, our vendors, our other key strategic partners that we have um, mm -hmm. in our community that we don't yet have a strong heart-to-heart -heart connection with. So it's a, it's a fun process to watch people go through. Um, the 11th um, engagement key is um, the social responsibility and community outreach component. And um, every cohort uh, gets the opportunity to do an outreach and they get to choose whatever it is. So um, it's identifying a way to be able to bring the broader community together. So hopefully it's um, customers, vendors, partners, as well as the team itself and do mm -hmm. something. So I've seen companies do conferences, picnics, appreciation lunches, um, what, uh, one of my clients raised a, um, a flag in their community so that you could see the company and dedicated it to the community. So they, um, it was a gigantic flag and pole, which was, um, it was monumental in a lot of ways. Um, the last engagement key, and I think um, one that often makes some of the participants the most uncomfortable is um, we facilitate it over all those 12 weeks, but there's a chance where we actually hand over the facilitation to some of the leaders who need to practice that type of facilitation style. And so it's called Share the Chair. And um, they run the session with the backup of the facilitator for that particular week. And it really gives them an opportunity to exercise um, their voice, their leadership muscles, their facilitation and moderating um, how the session goes. So 
That was a fairly quick high-level overview of the 12 engagement keys. And what I thought would be helpful today is um, to share a couple of stories of success, like how did it impact an organization? What type of transformation did it have, especially when we chose the topic of shifting industries, because we both have an example of how it made a significant difference in it from an industry perspective. So I would love to open up to you sharing first and then I'll happy to share my story. Absolutely. Well, I think, you know, innovation, first of all, is the lifeline to every organization. The word innovation has always been a buzzword for a while, but I really believe that it is the future and the sustainability of any business. If you're not innovating, uh, you're, you're going to be left behind. So I actually did a, a, a white paper on the innovative employee. And I think it's really, really important that that we really get our employees involved in the innovative process. And uh, one organization that I worked with um, called Snapped Media. So they're a, a newspaper media organization with 3.5 million readers. Well, we know today that the newspaper industry is, is slowly dying. Mm -hmm. So they needed to really you know, innovate. They have all these readers and these fantastic customers that are trusting in them. So they, they knew they needed to innovate in order to stay afloat. And it was the CEOs that decided that in order to do this, we need to ensure that we have all of our team members on board. So we did an engagement survey um, and we did find out that there was some disengagement um, and people weren't really clear of the direction of the organization and they weren't sure if they had a voice to be able to share their ideas mm -hmm. and collaborate around this innovative process. We worked with them um, for 12 weeks and the results were phenomenal. Silos in the organization started to break down, um, and uh, you know sales improved to, by 6.9% just in one month. Innovation and ideas were really, really starting to grow. So that was a fantastic for me uh, and my client Snap. That was a great uh, representation of innovation and trusting your employees. I love that. Um, I would say in, in sharing a similar story, like there's some themes that do consistently come up in, organize, in organizations. And so I'll, I'll share from my side. So yeah. um, again, my client also was in an industry that is shifting and this is telecom, right? We don't have landlines mm -hmm. in the home necessarily anymore. And so how do you re-innovate if that's been the lifeblood of your business? Um, mm -hmm. So this particular company was um, a 110-year-old company run by a family, so a privately held um, telecommunications company. And the challenge that they were faced with was one, how did they innovate? And two, one of the ways that they decided to innovate was to become employee-owned, which was um, really building in a business ownership element to the organization of a very seasoned senior staff that didn't look at themselves as owners. So when they became an employee-owned organization, um, there became some significant contentions about um, decision-making and who's leading mm -hmm. and um, too many cooks in the kitchen and my ownership of my technical area of expertise and not really training beyond leadership, knowing that everyone is the, uh, an owner, essentially. So we had a mind shift that we needed to make pretty quickly. and so. Um, my client committed to training every single um, member of their organization. So at the time it was about 55 people. We did it in four cohorts over a year, which was amazing. And um, 
things that happened was we broke down silos. Um, we did cross-functional training. Um, the, the expertise on some of these seasoned um, senior folks um, mm-hmm. was going to be the stopping challenge of their growth in the future. So um, they needed to start training their um, emerging leaders. And so we mixed our cohorts with senior folks as well as emerging leaders. And the rapport and um, innovation when you take um, inspiration, energy, and like anything's possible with this is the way we've always done it. And they developed brand new processes and really did break down the silos and created a level of ownership that I don't know that they could have achieved without a program such as this. So it was pretty phenomenal. That's incredible. And it sounds you know, similar in a way that I think when you go through this process, the, the levels of trust mm-hmm. and accountability just go way up, don't they? When they're you know, being a part of the, the process. Absolutely. I am. I guess in in closing and thinking about kind of how to wrap this up, um, one of the things that I would love to share is we talk about these engagement keys. Um, Is there one particular engagement key that we can talk about on our next one that you would just like, that you rave about because you think it's so transformational? Absolutely. Not only do I rave about it, but my clients do, and uh, the feedback has been amazing, which is on the topic of our, I think it's our third or fourth engagement key that we that we speak about, and it is called feedback. The importance of having um, feedback often mm-hmm. with your employees, and vice versa, employees with their with their managers. So yeah, I'd love to speak to to that in our next session. I um, I think that is I think one of the most powerful engagement keys. Um, my favorite mm-hmm. one, which maybe we'll do for uh, podcast three is um, shared stories and what that oh. does for the heart-to-heart connection with employees. So I'm excited. So we've got at least two or three more episodes coming your way. <laughs> That's awesome. You bet. I'm excited too. Fantastic. Um, Alicia, um, I hope that you enjoy your, your weekend weather there. I so appreciate the time that you've spent with us this morning. And um, let's get the next one scheduled. I can't wait. Always my pleasure, Allison. Okay. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye.